0: Welcome to Writer Syndrome a podcast about writing from start to finish. This episode's topic we're going to get into momentum and refilling your well. I'm Russ Capasso, and joining me as always is Tim Letney. Tim, how empty is your well? That's a word, I that's am. Good question to ask this early. In the
1: coincidentally, morning. very low. I have a rock bottom well right now. Yikes! Um, that's dry. not so true. I think. Yeah. I guess if we're talking about like a well as far as like inspiration and motivation. I'm doing okay. Okay. If we're talking about the energy well um <laughs> you're you yeah you need
0: yeah. to pick up a few hearts on your way here
1: i need some zelda <laughs> hearts yeah pretty badly how about yeah. you
0: I'm um, um so i just uh handed off my manuscript back to the editor for copy line edit um and i think i was feeling my will my well was very full uh over the last few days and i don't want to lose that <laughs> huh um, I think with like a lot of the edits and changes I was making in that, uh kind of gets the brain going again. So um, but I've got two weeks now um to just kind of do whatever. So yeah. <laughs> I need I need to be careful of what that do whatever is. Uh and so you're
1: concerned that if you don't use that, that uh you'll lose your motivation.
0: Yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. I've done it's happened to me in the past and we've we've touched on this, you know, through you know, a bunch of our episodes and how you just have to keep doing something every day to keep it going, right? Because obviously I can't, I'm not taking two weeks off. I can't do that. That'd be, that'd be a disaster. What about if
1: you just drank, just drank all day?
0: Well, I did yesterday. So <laughs> 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 trying to get through all the stresses of, oh, what have I done again? Uh, I've something off and it's not, is it ready? Is it ready? It's ready. I think it's ready. So yeah, no, that would be a bad idea. I think, you know, now like I'm, you know, we've been, you, know, you and I talked about this like just, you know, off episode, but um, you know, what are the things that we want to do while we're you know, you're going to be sending your book out to beta readers soon, right? Um, yeah,
1: about, about well, a week, well, actually less than a week, right? And uh, it's such an arbitrary deadline, you know, but like I'm plugging well, through right now. It's just a quick update that yeah. I'm doing um, those content edits that we talked about, you yeah. know, last episode or whatever episode it was. Um, but I want to jump back for a second, Russ, because your well is full now. Yes. But I know I full say. well. Oh, Jesus Christ. That- <laughs> jesus christ but i know full well <laughs> that uh, you were bottomed out and empty um on motivation a couple weeks ago yeah can you take us through what happened and and how you got out of that that pit and yeah. found your well to live
0: oh my god <laughs> all right we're ending it right now all this right. is over this is somewhere dad fine <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wah, wah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I hit like a um, empty well when, you know, I, I, I went too much to in a too short of a period of time. I worked, I was on it for, you know, three, four days straight too much. And I you mm-hmm. know, burned it, burned myself out, which then emptied my well. My brain was like, there are, you have no more ideas. You're done. Yep. go. So, go away. So that was like, so, I, I mean, it's, that's interesting. Cause like, that's like more of a, that's more of like a physical reaction. Like my body was just, my brain was just kind of like, man, eh, we're done. So I don't know it's if not was that you weren't
1: taking the time, right? Like you were setting aside time, you were sitting down and you dedicated like swaths of time to editing and you would sit down and just nothing would, nothing would come. Right. Yeah. You were like stuck.
0: Yeah. I hit like a wall and it's like a combination of, I think, During this process, you're still creating, you're still in creating, creating mode, right? Create mode, but it's completely different from like that first draft where it's just like, I'm just going to crank this stuff out. Even the second draft, I would say, but this is a different kind of, uh, well, I think you have to kind of tap Um, where you're definitely still being creative, but you know, from, you know, my story in particular, it's, you know, it's a thriller. So there's like a ton of logic pieces that I have going on that I have to, you know, so it's, 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 it's more of a puzzle that you're putting together versus like coming up with the puzzle pieces. Yeah. It's like, I have all the puzzle pieces, but they're just not fitting. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it was just more of, I I hit a wall and, you know, during the edit to, Yeah, I think that's it. I just I just hit like a a wall of, you know, what to do next with, you know, with these scenes I'm trying to fix and iron out. So strangely, it's a combination of like one hitting, hitting a logic wall and not knowing what to do next. And then two, you know, you know, burning myself out doing too much over a short period of time. Um, But those are kind of different things, I think, from like, you know, the creative well, maybe, I don't know.
1: I think so, but I also think that during that process, at least based on some of our conversations, that I mean, you had pretty large scenes that you had to tackle. Yeah. In addition yeah, yeah. to like smoothing out logic, mm-hmm. at least based on our conversations, it seemed like, and this is what I was trying to tee you up for, that oh, um, I missed it. You, <laughs> <laughs> that um, I guess maybe not even intentionally, um, but when you traveled, like when you went mm-hmm. to the West Coast, yeah you got inspiration back. Like you changed yeah. your surroundings yeah. and your routine and your atmosphere yes. and you got kind of reinvigorated with motivation again.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was two things. One, uh, nothing like a deadline to give you a little motivation. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, getting out of the, the routine of what I have here, you know, and and working at home all the time. And then I, and I, we may have brought this up too. And you even said to me, I was like, I don't, when I was stuck, you were like, you need to get out of the house, go to the library, go to a coffee shop, just go somewhere else. Yep. Uh, and that helped. It actually really helped. I went to a library one day and worked in there for, you know, a few hours and I was like, oh, okay, brains, brains, you know, you, you change what's going on around you and you kind of get that, you, that well kind of gets refilled a bit, you know, but doing the trip to the West coast, I was still writing. I was still working for, I'd say, you know, 60% of the time I was, you know, I do a couple hours every morning. Um, and that was good because I was again change of scenery, change of space kind of puts you out of your comfort zone. Um mm-hmm. but it was good because it, it kind of just shakes you up a bit. In a weird way, you get a different perspective on your own story. So yeah. Uh which is strange, but it it worked. Um and it definitely gave me like, that actual push to like kind of finish things. Of course, I did push out my deadline <laughs> again during that time, but yeah. Um but that was after having a conversation with my editor, and I was just like, I hit a wall, I'm, I, but I feel good about where I'm going and I've got the, I've got the, I see the path. I just need a little more time to, to get through it. And uh, she's like, that's fine. Let's, you know, let's work out scheduling stuff here. So
1: yeah, I think when people start writing, you know, they're coming in with who knows weeks, months, years of experiences and they have got this motivation, right? So like you're, you're off to the races in a way yeah. and um, but it's like a finite resource like you will write and you will have that motivation and then it will go, it'll go away. Yeah. Like you can't expect to, whether it's creating or or editing, you can't expect to have that much to say without opening yourself up to new experiences. Like you can't, like it's interesting, right? Because I feel very strongly that at home, you need a space that you can write. Yes. Crazy important. Yep. But then I think sometimes after months and months and months of writing in that space and kind of getting into your own little routine where you're almost burrowing like into the corner yeah you're kind of trapped in a way like with your own your past experience and what you've pulled from and i think you very much need to not just write in other spaces but just close the computer a little bit and just go for a walk yeah travel be around people I mean, you'll hear about writers all the time um eavesdropping you know everybody eaves the writers eavesdrop on um, yeah, the daily conversations job. of life. Yeah, yeah. daily conversations to, to you know get motivation for a character or or dialogue. Yeah. And I always thought that that was weird yeah. when I was young,
0: yeah.
1: Um, young when I had no experience whatsoever. And now I see <laughs> the absolute value in just being around and participating yeah. in the world. Yes, and it's um, you got to be really careful to not wash yourself out because I think your writing will suffer. Not only will you suffer personally by not yeah. experiencing life and just honing in on like your work, but you need to open up to new experiences at least for me i've always feel like a burst of motivation when i like get out and experience something like i went to a rock show in a cemetery last week (laughs) it was like a costume show it was like a cover bands like joy division and new order and nine snails and everybody was in halloween costumes yeah and I didn't want to go. I was like, oh, I don't want to go to this thing. And I got there and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I've walked into a movie set. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is such a kick in the pants for like. Yeah, just the, inspiration. the brain. And you're like, and yeah. I, I, and it's something I think I'll be able to pull from, you know, mm-hmm. later. Is I'm like, not in this work, but maybe in another one. But not opening yourself up to those experiences is uh, limiting, I think.
0: Let's see. You've gone through how many drafts now? Revision? I've lose count. Rounds? So, Three, I mean, te-
1: technically I'm on my fourth revision
0: right now how did you maintain your 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 momentum during that same thing were you just kind of getting out or were you just like clocking in no clocking i mean oddly enough yeah
1: i mean i think routine super important but the other thing and i always talk about this too on here is that chatting with you and not during the podcast but having somebody to kind of check in with um and make you not feel like an absolute crazy person uh, with all the people you've created in your head that you're talking to yourself about it's nice to kind of have a confidant or two that you can share that with. And I think that gave me motivation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, helped opening helped it up to
1: well. beta readers, like the, f- that helped too, you mm-hmm. know, after the fact, say, once I sent that first beta out, I can talk to my wife about it now, you know, and be yeah. like, Hey, these are the crazy characters I have. And you want to talk about it for a minute as opposed to just, I don't know, isolating yourself, you know, getting trapped in your own world.
0: I think that was a problem I was having too. Cause you were my only like output, you know, I didn't have someone else just kind of around that. I could be like, hey, do you mind just listening while I talk about this? Do I sound like a, a lunatic. Um, so that is definitely helpful. Um, I mean, it's a delicate
1: balance, right? Because it's almost yeah. like um, it's almost like how you don't want to use your friends as a therapist. Like, yeah, you can chat <laughs> to them about some things, but not all things. So, yeah. Um, so I would not want to chime in and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> but with you, I was happy to completely dump on it. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, 100%. And there is moments where I, like, I, you call me and I just, like, just let it out. Let it rip. What do you got? You know? Uh, and I've definitely had moments where, like, other people have hung out with, like, they'll be like, oh, so how's the book coming along? I'm like, oh, finally. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> just, like, yapping away. I'm like, all right, I got to pull it, rein it in. Because I could literally talk about it all day long. Like, you know, thinking new scenes and just think about the characters and, like, what else they could be doing. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, talking about it really does.
1: I mean, it helps me fill my well. It gets me kind of yes. motivated. It makes it real in a way
0: yeah
1: um so, how about you like oh. is, can you think of other ways that you've kind of maintained like if you were feeling kind of empty i mean if we can think yeah. back you know eons ago to your creative process did you ever hit a wall when you were like shoot like i don't know where yeah, i'm going
0: i think things that helped me were if i got really really stuck i mean there was a day i just I was like took your advice let me just get out of the house you know went down to the local brewery slash coffee shop right and i I went in there and like i just sat down and i was like let me i'm gonna work on something else and Mm -hmm. i started writing scenes for for what i think will be book two you know and i was texting you and you know we're going back and forth and you thought i was working on the first book i was like i'm working (laughs) on something else and that helped actually that really helped uh i think it would help because i was still being creative i was still putting words to a page uh, and my brain was moving. Um, and I would just got, and it also made me really excited about the second book, like and the ideas that I have for it. So, but doing that helped because I got myself away from the thing I had just, you know, pretty much, I spent too much time with, you know, I, lock, I locked myself in like a very small space with this thing. And it just, it kind of kicked my ass while the lights were off, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, stepping out, going somewhere else, working on something new and fresh and taking the things that i've learned you know from this process and now applying it to the the second one i'm like oh i can feel it's gonna be better and then that in turn kind of just filled the well to come back to to the the first thing but um, i mean i
1: think it really draws attention to how how tough the whole process is you know it's like yeah a lot of conflicting bits of advice really like get a space set a routine you know put words to a page every day but then, then leave. It's like, oh, wait, but then leave and make yeah. sure that, you know, but don't get, but when you leave, don't make sure you don't get too distracted.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, don't break your routine. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's tricky, man.
0: Well, I think it's, uh, Well, think about that for, for anything, even, you know, even work, like, you know, when. Mm. Yeah, you know, I worked in the tech industry for a long time and, you know, you, even getting stuck in there, you, well, that's the whole point of like taking a vacation or, you know, taking a long weekend or something is to kind of get away from it, come back to it, right? Yeah. Um, or to do something else or think about some, some, to have some other project you can work on outside of that to come back and feel refreshed for, for you know, work.
1: Um, other than sending your pieces out, did you ever take a quote unquote vacation from your work or did it kind of haunt you like a... Mean um, <laughs> I mean, th- <laughs> phantom. Uh,
0: even, yeah, no, I think even when I thought I was taking like a vacation, like I'd go out to, you know, Western Mass and stay at like a cabin with some friends, whatever. Like even when I went out there and I was trying to completely disconnect and I thought I was, I wasn't. Like my brain was still toiling on it and still just mm-hmm. like turning through characters. So times I've been able to really f- pull away from it are these moments right now when I send it off to someone else. And like I've mm-hmm. been purposely trying to say like, unplug that connection you have with the book completely. Mm -hmm. Don't make any changes. Don't mess around because you've sent this out, you know? Of course, there's a million things I want to change and I have a list of to-dos and stuff I still want to tweak and play with, right? Yeah. But I think the worst thing I could do to myself would be right now while I'll take off the editor, you know, is start messing around. Um, And I think when I did it for beta readers, you know, I gave myself that breathing room and I worked on something else, like I started outlining the second book. Um, It's
1: good to hear that you're so like, that the well is overflowing. Yeah. I haven't felt that way since the creation process, I don't think. And maybe that's why, since you're approaching like a new, a new work.
0: I think maybe like, and that's something like, you know, you've talked about how you you have some like story ideas that you want to work on, and yeah. I almost feel like I want to push you to like do those during the time that you you're waiting around for your beta readers. Because like I'm telling yeah. you, like you you get back into writing something. I, that's always even like, well, maybe we work on that the western horror and we maybe send some pages back and forth. I think that would just get us both like,
1: yeah, you
0: know, excited. Yeah, that's a good you
1: know. idea. I mean, when I before I sent off the first beta round, when I when I finished my first draft, I used that month, you know, my four to six weeks. And I did like I worked on like a little vampire tale, you know, yeah. very like derivative of like "Let the right one in. But um, but still good. Like I liked it. It was like I played around with form like I, I tried to mimic like uh, the form of blindness from uh, Jose Saramanga. And it was mm-hmm. just like almost like a writing exercise. Right. Yeah. And in retrospect, honestly, I think I'd like to write something more like that third person that Cormac McCarthy writes in for this because, but yeah. still it was like, it was a nice exercise. I was very motivated about it and being able to focus on new characters gave me that distance I needed from the ones that I was spinning on. Yeah. yeah. Cause at that time I was still like, every time I was outside walking the dog, going for a run, whatever, like My head was just spinning on these characters like it was a puzzle that needed to be solved. (laughs) Um, And like if I have ideas, I still need to go through them. But I just had this like long stream of um, like the notes app on my phone. But every time I had like, a oh, crap, like and it was sporadic, like, oh, do this in chapter two. You know, do this in chapter 12. Like try to connect these things. And my brain was just making all these connections. Yeah. Uh, But I haven't felt like that since since that like probably since i finished draft three yeah. i guess because draft three was well i guess it was like cleaning that up but still i, I was i had a ton of motivation and mm-hmm. i'll tell you now as i'm going through the content edits that well's filling again because i'm kind of slowly getting back into the story and the characters and yeah, yeah. which is why I, I am already a little like clinging and not wanting to send it away <laughs> and maybe even not wanting wanting to stop working on it right yeah. so i think you're right if i can redirect that that energy that I have, because I won't say that I'm overflowing, um, but I will say that I'm not empty right now. I am yeah. tired, and I feel overscheduled. I, <laughs> I feel like completely run down. Like my work life balance is, um, my work life writing balance is just a, little a nightmare <laughs> right not, now. Like not not balanced. I, it's all good. It's 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 just I'm very 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 tired. Yeah, and um, and very gripey about it. Um, but that's tough. Inspiration? Why? I like I, I have inspiration through it. Yeah. then also sometimes frustration for not being able to find the time to have an outlet for those things
0: well i was just gonna say like that's the thing that's that could be that could that can be a momentum killer sometimes and those happen right those moments happen in life where things kind of just overflow and you don't really have a ton of control over it sometimes you do or maybe you just messed up and you scheduled too much you know at one time and you're like what did i do to myself <laughs> why have i done this um i was gonna th- throw on there too when you brought up Cormac Kerm- mccarthy um uh, as You know, I, I started reading The Road, which I will admit I have not read before. Uh, I am absolutely enjoying it, but uh, I would I was going to tie back to like kind of filling that well and even momentum. Mm. Um, one thing I found that helped was just like reading. Like, if I was like stuck or just uh, just a you know, what go sit down and read and make make sure it's a good book, you know, I've read some really stinkers over the last year or ones that just weren't for me and i was like oh this is this is painful it's like no reading a good book like on a stage i've been cranking through the you know the road i mean it's not that long i'll probably finish it today because i'm just i'm so into it i'm so engrossed in it and it's like i felt the same way with like blood meridian when i read that and that's like where the the horror western idea came from i was like that's what i want to do i want to write a horror western like what if this was set with a horror theme to it or something? You know. Yeah, his writing is so. so interesting. It, but yeah. it's so like reading some someone else's work is uh, inspiring. I would say I think that's what it is, and then that kind of gets you. It gets you back and it'd be like, I won't be able to write like that ever. But you know what? I let me do my thing, and it's exciting to think that that's out there, and that thinking that maybe I could write something that's you know this, uh, just this good. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, along those lines, Russ. I'd say I mean I
1: totally agree with what you're saying I totally agree like reading good and bad or whatever like books that you enjoy um fills the well but if there's something that you're like really digging on
0: yeah
1: I mean I I think maybe having a little writing exercise to mimic form I mean it's something that I did a lot in undergrad they'd be like one of the reasons why I use ellipses a lot is because they're like Oh, you know, copy somebody you like. And I like copied like Death on the Installment Plan by Celine, And he uses a lot of ellipses through yeah, yeah. there, which I know you weren't a fan of <laughs> in my book. Um, it's one of the reasons why I tried to, you know, emulate um, Saramanga because... Mm. And it's really on theme with blindness, but the way that he writes, there's no dialogue tags, there's no quotes, it's just a chunk of text running into another. Like McCarthy, it's, right? It's just like, it's beautiful in a way yeah. because it like it captures storytelling in a way. Yeah. And like in listening, right, in a way that I think is very on theme with that
0: book. Yeah, I think it's uh, something else too. I'm thinking about like refilling the well. I'm always thinking more about being productive towards a project, um, mm. but also how about being productive towards your own, like building your own skills, right? Yeah, yeah. your own craft. I, mean, I right? think that's yeah. also something that can refill the well, and also I think help for momentum. I don't have any like, at, you know, no formal training or class other than like a creative writing class I took back in like you know high school or something, you know. But I have no other than like the basics you go through for you know. I mean, I'll Uh, tell you, at least for
1: my creative writing experience, it wasn't so much the instruction as it was just the time dedicated, right? So I don't think you actually need it as long as you're committed to dedicating the time. But I feel
0: you. The idea
1: that you're going to sit down and write something that isn't working towards a goal or a potential product or that won't be seen (laughs) feels sacrificial. That's So, yeah, (laughs) it's hard. In a way, it's like a diary entry, but um, that's all to say, like, I still think it's valuable. Yeah. um and and it will probably be there'll be a utility that maybe you don't see while you're doing it yeah maybe you're not going to use that particular story but it yeah. may have positive ripples into your future work yeah so one more thing kind of along those lines of reading you know I'd reached out to um a close friend of mine um as I'm kind of trying to canvas for the next round of beta readers and um she was super interested. It's and she's very much into to genre, like a horror genre. So she's like gonna be such a valuable perspective. And we were going back and forth with recommendations. and you know, she she recommended some books and I recommended some books. And then, um, then she kind of shared that she was also writing, you know, nice. and that she was maybe having a hard time finding the the motivation or the routine, but that she had really put pen to pad or um, you know, key to screen um, a fair amount. And, yeah. um, we went back and forth and she ended up sharing, um, a piece with me, uh, kind of a prose short story piece.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, it was really good, like <laughs> really awesome. good. It was one of those things that, you know, you read a couple times and then you read it out loud just because it like has that type of gravitas to it. Yeah. It felt really weighty. That's awesome. And, um, that filled my well, man, like not just talking about my own stuff, or you know, trying to get beta readers, but being open to to others are. And now it's not published. Uh, I think she's easily good enough to be published. Yeah. Um, but it strengthens that like friendship connection, and it really kicked me in the pants in a way. Like you know, it creates this kind of camaraderie. Like yeah. I, I think yep. anything you can do to have a a network of friends and and artists that are also creating that um you know you can root you can root on and they can root you on and it fills that well so
0: yeah yeah don't uh don't get wrapped up in the competition aspect of of that i think uh, i think early on i had that in my in my head like that's
1: not a bad point either man because i mean that's super real and for better yeah. and worse that fills the well yeah like competing with peers i mean i feel no competition at all with with her and i didn't feel competition with you but i will say that seeing you right kicked me in the pants to get back into it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um,
1: I think competition in a way can be crippling. Like I, th- I I I don't know how true it is, but I want to say that jealousy is a motivator. Competition is a motivator, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's a sustainable one. I think no, it's
0: you, negative. You can't rely on it to especially in, in art. Yeah, I don't think you can rely on it as the thing to, to I mean live. I
1: want us I want to hope at least that the work that you come out with will not be as as good if you're coming from a pace a place of I don't know, less than or wanting to be better than, I mean, better, yeah. better than I get, like, but be better than yourself, like improve, you know, n- not, not yeah. to put others down. Right. I really want to rally and like root for people as opposed to discourage folks. Like that's not my motive. because ultimately if you're competing with somebody, right. Yeah. It's like a game, like a video game, a sports <laughs> yeah. game. It's to like crush them. So they quit. Yes. You know, yeah. you want to crush their spirit. And I don't think that has any place in art at all.
0: No, no. and It's not helpful for anyone. But I will say
1: I've got so many more words than you. <laughs> yeah, well, my spreadsheets are better
0: than yours. No, so. your spreadsheets <laughs> are better, but you're going you're gonna to share them, right? No, no, that's it. You're cut off. You're cut off from my spreadsheets. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a yeah, there's a mix. You have to keep it in balance, right? Um, yeah. I feel like I in early on, I don't know. I, there, there wasn't... <laughs> I had a competition inside of me. Um, <laughs> and I think it was more of like, can I do this thing? And it was mm-hmm. like more of like, because I had no one else, you know, to 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 balance against. It's like, oh, people who are actually published or not, you know. Yeah. Um, but now yep. it's nice because having you and I, and I was like, there was moments where I was like, God damn it, Tim's going to get his book published before mine. God nah, damn it. No, no way. <laughs> but in my but head, yeah. I was. But in my head, I but I, I think I I did that because I was like, oh, he's moving along, and I read yours. And I was like, oh man, his is so much better. Like he creates his scenes and the description are awesome. I really enjoy that. I Maybe mean, I was like trying to do that. Hey, I feel Um, the same way about yours, and maybe that's just a grass is greener thing. I I think so, but again, but keeping that, like I think it's okay, but I think it's good because I think it's and you know not taking it as like I got my books first, but it was more of like a a push because like again, it's a momentum thing. Like if you're with someone who is like in that same pacing with you, in and it's like again, we are writing in two completely different genres. Um, Yeah, so there is no. It's not like you're gonna write a better thriller than mine, or you know whatever um yeah you know that's a good point i I know i always kind of come back to exercise but i mean
1: if you want to run faster run with somebody who's faster yeah yeah, keep up try to keep keep up up. right i mean and you'll be better for it um and i mean and i honestly think that relates to you know mimicking established talented authors yeah right like just to as an exercise right and also motivation with your friends sure yeah i mean i think you're right it's a delicate balance it is a motivator as long as it's not like a detrimental to, yeah, your, as to long as your health not... and your actual work.
0: Like yeah. As long as
1: there's progress. no malice in it. Right. And I, yeah. and I see it with my kids. I see it all the time. People really want to knock others down when they're trying their hardest at something. It's one of the hardest things I think about creating anything. You yes. put yourself out there and you make yourself a target. And, and yes. for those that maybe want to, but aren't doing it, it's the easiest thing in the world to knock it down. Speaking as a former critic of, of movies and, and, yep. and books, it's... It's great. It feels really good. Just yeah, booping all over other people's stuff. You feel <laughs> like you're the best thing ever.
0: Yeah, oh, God. Um, all the comments I gave for your book. Oh, <laughs>
1: <okay>. <laughs> this part sucks. This part sucks. Don't do this now. <laughs> you know. But it's but I mean, honestly, the process itself, I mean, there's a really great chance that right that like some of my my peers who aren't writing are better writers than I am. Yeah. But a big part of it is the doing yes. and the coming back and yeah that's the hard part, right? I mean,
0: yeah. And that I think in turn just kind of keeps filling your well. It's like saying, you know,
1: I could have gotten a better grade on that test if I, if I, you know, if I wanted to study more. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have (laughs) the potential to do anything.
0: Right. Um, I guess general thing. uh, What do you, is there anything that you've been watching or reading that's kind of keeping your, your well filled or getting you excited to get back to, to writing? know, I know
1: this is like a, I mean, I know you watched it recently too, but I watched Crimes of the Future* by Cronenberg. <laughs> yep. And um, I was talking to my wife about it, and I was I paused it, you know, when we were like entering the third act, which I hate anyway. But yep. also, the beats are very hard to decipher in that in that movie. But they're there. Yes. There's so much telling and not showing. Like I was so surprised, at least with character motivations. Yes. Because I've been trying hard not to do it. Like one character, it's like a lot like *Stranger Things* was. Like they're in a scene. And then they're just like they just blurt out exact their exact character motivations of what yes. it is. And it's like, well, where's the nuance there? Yeah. And I talked to Jill about this. And she was like, well, I think with a movie that has this many themes that are sometimes conflicting, you need to. And I, I disagree. It felt so ham yeah. fisted that I feel like it it like trivialized the the messaging in a way. Yes. It was like Hallmark cards of, of motivation. And and I mean I'll say that filled my well in a way that I was like, well, I don't want to do that. Like yeah. make sure I I don't have my character say exactly, at least perpetually like this. I know you're supposed to show don't tell. Yeah. Um, and I think telling has
0: its place, but to me it felt like all telling like so much. Uh, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. I just watched that deal night too. So I came out of it. I think with like this meh, kind of feeling, um, yeah, and I think that maybe that maybe that was part of it. I mean, there's a lot of things, I think, that are part of my my feeling of meh on it. The weird thing is, is that I'm on board with all of the
1: themes, no matter, even though they don't gel together, right? right? It's a very much like a heart-on-your-sleeve movie. But yeah. without its nuance, it just felt like, and I, I know that with my book, I'm in danger of doing this, just banging people on the head yeah, with, with yeah. what it's about. <laughs> and wouldn't you rather have people sit down and talk about it? There's really nothing to talk about. No. Except maybe the absence of chairs. There's like two chairs in that whole movie.
0: <laughs> they're made out of bones they're made out of bones
1: <laughs> they're bone chairs they were they, they were high chairs for the, for the future that's all they were <laughs> it totally was there was right? so much was neotony like, in it cribs uh, and high chairs yeah uh, I'm
0: trying to eat my, my, my avocado soup uh, <laughs> I was
1: like what is going on enough stop this and then sadly I'm still reading a ghost story by Straub um, it's, it's been a slow read for me I've been um reading The Deep by uh, mm. Nick Cutter which is okay um, yeah. uh, I enjoyed The Troop more
0: is this um, a but, is this a before or after the troop
1: book? Honestly, I'm not sure. I, okay. I, based on how it's reading, I feel like it's after. Okay. Um
0: I say it's still in like the horror category. Or it's a,
1: horror yeah. and it's kind of like this post-apocalyptic landscape of the world, which mm. is interesting to start. And then it dives down into like this Leviathan, like, you know, Deep Space Six or whatever, like underwater. Yeah. I yeah. won't say adventure, but underwater claustrophobic horror where yeah. it's feeling like a mixture of like i don't know if we're gonna use like m- movie analogs like the abyss meets like event horizon Ooh, little it's know. this
0: meets that huh
1: <laughs> but there's so much flashbacks and it, and he like he relies on flashbacks and it's, it's and you'd hate it because yeah. I know that you don't like my flashbacks, <laughs> you're like this jams up the story. Yeah, um, but it's on theme for his book, right? Because yeah. the apocalyptic world that he's in, the, the disease that's ravaging humanity, is mm-hmm. like a forgetting disease. It's like a okay. hyper Alzheimer's type thing. Okay. So, um, there's utility in him going back. Like, there's this analog of like it's like deep sea and deep memory, and like how much more vivid. Their memories are like eight miles under the water. So the theme's there, yeah. but it doesn't take away from the fact that I just spent seven pages on a on a on a flashback. Yeah. And now I completely forget where I am in we're, the story. We're, yeah, where what's going on next. Yeah. But I mean, he's a wonderful writer. I'm um, not to talk bad about it. I'm enjoying it because um it's good. It's just the troop was such a high, disgusting bar that I was expecting kind of more of the same. Yep. And um he's he's pushing a lot of the same, a lot of the same buttons but with less effect. Kind of like as you read Poundlock and as he goes on, it's like, I remember this from Survivor. I remember that from Lullaby. Lullaby, it almost becomes like a greatest hits of, of, you know, but I mean, I think when you become known for a thing, You kind of got to deliver on that genre expectations and i think that's what he's doing yeah how about you what do you um what are you
0: reading let's see i mean from like watching wise i haven't been watching much i mean i watched the crimes of future um still still working through andor which i'm very much enjoying and it's very character and dialogue and that's oh wow this is different and very interesting yeah so Uh, good watched a really bad movie for the other podcasts (laughs) Um, what movie uh the silence netflix movie Mm -mm, it came out it's it's everyone kept saying it was like a ripoff of uh the quiet place it's the same same idea um but this this movie actually was written and started production before that movie came out and the book was written before the movie came quiet place came out so it's kind of funny uh but it was just not good um huh. but um, reading wise I, I finished this like kind of FBI uh, thriller X character num- book number one and like their series of whatever and I, I finished it I got to the end and I knew it was like a part of like multiple book series but yeah i was so you know how i feel about books that don't really end and they don't they don't they're just like and i guess you'll find out in book two kind of ending i was like yeah next time you know and this is where i was like you set up this whole thing about her finding her dead sister and she didn't find her like what was (laughs) that the was that the core of the the story it wasn't just like a side thread The opening pages, the opening... Oh my god the opening thing literally is her like, I am I need to go find my 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 sister, my missing sister. She may or may not be bed, dead. Oh but I,
1: it's Chekhov's sister.
0: You don't get to find out until the next book. I, you don't. And I was like, <laughs> and then it weaves into like another character that this this author has. And then they go on this adventure and all this stuff is kind of tied together and it's always like a bigger thing, right? It's a thriller. It's like all this checking all the boxes that you expect from like a thriller like this Gov- bigger government agencies. Like I'm not making fun of it because I have one of those in my book. Um, but then it just got to the end and I was like, I was like, all right, there's like two chapters left. I guess if she could find her sister in these time." Like we're, 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 we're <laughs> moving here. Chapters. Yeah, we, we got two chapters and like it's moving along. I'm like, okay, we're going to get there. It doesn't get there. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not reading another book. <laughs> like, <laughs> but now I'm annoyed because I'm like, well, does she find her? I was like, damn you. It's, it's Google it. I mean, that's, yeah. I don't like that. And I get it. It's, it's, you know, I get it. It's, it's, uh, it's, and I've read it, I've seen it in other was books. Was there a
1: satisfying conclusion, was there any conclusion, like was there another promise? Like were they solving another mystery, was there yes. a murder
0: or whatever, and that one came to a conclusion? Kind of, I mean yeah, they solved some threads in the middle, like they felt like secondary pieces that were tying to like this bigger conspiracy thing that was going on, and yeah they solved those, but those weren't the meat of it, the- that wasn't the promise that was made in the beginning of the book. Beginning I mean, of the book, man. I was uh, the promise was made to me was, I'm finding my sister. Yeah. That was not, that did not happen in the end of the book. Um, and like, you, they tee it up and she's getting close and she's got all the clues. And I'm like, all right, we got a chapter left. <laughs> let's have this, let's, is she just dead? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, and I was like, annoyed. Um, I don't know. I'm I don't, curious, I,
1: I feel like you gotta read, you gotta do us, um, you gotta read the second book.
0: All right, I'll see if it's like it's the library first
1: chapter and then there's a whole nother interesting. thread? Oh,
0: my God. And then but I imagine if the, they
1: get to the end of the second book and they still <laughs> don't find out, I will. Are you kidding me? I will be like, that's it.
0: That's it. So I'm that I read, I read that one, but I thought I thought it was interesting from like a storytelling perspective and from like, you, you know, you, this 400 page book I just read. You set up a promise in the beginning and you didn't deliver on at the end. Come on,
1: especially if it's like pulling pulling you into the next book, right? And yeah. when there's that monetary like,
0: it's a manipulate like you're manipulating me into having to get another book. Uh, yeah. Like you're, it, I'm you know me. We've had this conversation about Empire Strikes Back, one of you know, my favorite Star Wars movie, but yep. that ending is not. That's not an ending. Like it's not a yeah. like you just set you team up for another set of toys I have to buy. You know you're teaming me up for it's like you solve the main thing and then you know have the world open like. I've yep. set up, opened a lot of threads in mine, but they're, they're not part of the main, the story, the promise I set in the beginning, you know, I deliver on the, at the end of my book, you know, like, and yep. that's my goal. Like, but there's open threads, sure, for secondary stories and characters. Right. That's, that's fine. But like, don't promise me something in the first page and then page 472. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> so a little noise from that. And then I'm reading, uh, I just dove into, like I said, the the road, I'm like halfway through it. I'll probably finish it today. And that is, I am absolutely loving that book. Um Yeah. And I picked up his uh, uh, "Child of God" too, which I heard is brutal. Um, Oh, I haven't read that. I I, I might own it, but I don't think I've read it. I forget. A friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, said like, "Yeah, you should check this one out." But be ready it's it's a it's it's the content. Like a lot of his books are pretty brutal, but apparently the content in this one is and the story is a little harsh. But it's you know still very good. Cool. Probably read that afterwards but um yeah different different um completely different uh expectations going from like the road to you know kind of like a generic thriller that's what i've been tackling and the road has been more uh inspirational and helping me get refill my well uh to getting into writing like a second book uh, more yeah. so than than a thriller that falls within my same genre yeah uh, so you
1: know, yeah i mean i'll say even though it's been taking me a long time to get through this book that uh, peter Straub. A ghost story book, because I mean, I was trying to tee up you know I'm starting to do research for, you know, a follow up book that maybe like has some supernatural elements because this one doesn't um, and ghost stories always just scare the pants out of me. So I was like, oh, what are the scariest ghost books? And this one came yeah. up and so far it hasn't been scary at all. But um, I'll say it's been a little eye opening because in the middle of the book, it swaps to a first person narrator. Oh, and it 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 telegraphs it. It tells you it's going to. It's like from the journals of Don Wanderley or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's um really into. It's just very interesting. Yeah, the change in format is uh is neat.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he's he's a wonderful writer, Peter Straub. Like super, super talented. I mean, for the scariest ghost story on the top ten list, I have not been scared yet. Whereas House of Leaves. You know, now it's been years since I've read it. it. Scared the pants out of me.
0: I heard that was a, uh, that's an interesting, that's a good one to, to check out, but also. One,
1: one of the few books that scared me.
0: Yeah, someone else mentioned that to me too. So I'll check it out.
1: But it's years ago. I don't know if it, I don't know how, I don't know how it would land now, but I'm older. I should read it again.
0: Well, that's our episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, I think someone else would, send it to them. Help us out. Help them. Yeah. Help. Fill their help, will. Help, with help, us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let our voices fill your well. <laughs> uh, if you, you can, you can actually reach out to us too, if you want for anything. Yeah, I don't know. Topics They're or feedback. Well. Tell us how good or bad we're doing here. Uh, we're on Twitter, red underscore syndrome, which yeah we're, we're, we're on there. We talk, right? Yeah, we, yeah I'm busy. Do. I'm trying, um, man. It's a, it's a team effort. It's okay. The last thing we need to worry about when we're writing <laughs> in life is, tweeting social yes tweeting so yeah yeah hit us up on on, on twitter writer underscore syndrome or you can head over to our website writer syndrome.com find all our episodes there you can find all of them on spotify apple and all that as well and other contact info so what do we got next week russ ah uh, two weeks from now that's a great question uh yeah we're gonna i think next episode we're gonna talk about um writing what you know right oh okay right i'll have to figure that out <laughs> <laughs> like what, what we know, I don't, what we know, I mean, what the hell do we know? I don't know anything. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. It's a classic, right? What you know, type of thing, um, which I think there's varying degrees of, of that. And I, and so, honestly not, it's not very clear advice. No, it's definitely not. So we're going to do our best to talk about it based on the projects we worked on and kind of go from there. So check that out when it comes out until next time. Keep writing.